0: and it's over to Lewis and Robbie.
1: Hello and welcome listeners to episode 195 of the Two Fets Talk Pets podcast. But too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton who has been told that he does this intro far too quickly. So I'm doing it slower this time. And coming in direct for a report from the Pink Flamingo Bar poolside, it's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Very good, Robbie. Was that slower, was it? Well, I'm trying to phonate uh, f- uh, my words a little bit better. And, rather than, and then straight after the kid's so daddy what oh, kids we're going to record so you know jump on your ipads and be quiet um because that's that, that's that's 2022 good parenting oh, yeah. parenting um and uh and the kid said dad why do you when why when you do your intro do you do it so quickly and then christina said yeah you do the same thing when you ring up people at at, at work oh, oh it's robbie and calling from the waverly animal hospital got it. Oh, well i'm a busy man yeah you know, and i don't have a lot of time for you know for, for idle chit chat and if i You you just got to get to the point Lewis and if you can get to the point in in half the time well then that's much more efficient isn't it anyway so so I'm trying to be I'm trying to be slower with my introduction today.
2: So you take feedback well mate you uh, you've taken that on board. Oh,
1: absolutely! I, I know I'm not perfect, Lewis, and I know that sometimes it takes, you know, an outside observer to be able to indicate to you when there's things that you could maybe do a little bit differently. So here we are. You know, I'm trying to do things a little bit, a little bit differently. Trying to take my time, stop and smell the roses, and uh, and not try and get the intro done so quickly. But anyway, so that means it will take us an an hour and fifteen minutes
2: to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know. but at least people be able to understand. What we're saying, I suppose. Do you think
1: they really care? If they, I mean, in the first part anyway, it's just the intro. I mean, part of it is like, yeah, just just get to the points. That's all I'm trying to do, Lewis. I'm trying to say get get these people to the
2: juicy parts. you are trying to get through the broccoli so that we can get to the get to the not get to the good stuff. Well, welcome to first time listeners. They maybe don't know who who it is. It's they don't know it's Robbie Anton and Lewis Kirkham. Maybe That's they right. just. Just don't know. So and I did bring you work the, yesterday uh two days ago and I thought, oh geez, you're so slow on the phone. It's like he's had a stroke, but no, I think maybe no, it's, it's a new new technique you you're practicing for, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I
1: just put peanut butter in my mouth to it before I answer. I'd say then that way I really have to try and work my mouth around when I'm talking. So then that way lion face, Arr, lemon face. Ooh, warming up. face. Yeah, right. that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I learned that at NIDA. Very nice. So apart from talking more slowly during the week, how's it been? um well mate i had a um i had an interesting uh week
1: so we we there was a you know, we spoke last in our last episode about corns in greyhounds and um and and literally two days later i saw my poster child for uh, corns in greyhounds um a poor poor dog that's come in that's uh over the last 12 months has actually developed about sort of four or five corns and so oh. i've had to go in there and do a couple of surgeries on there and the last one she actually had three um i, I had to do surgery on three feet at once and um they said oh look well what you know the corn the corn's have come back again we need to um we, we need to you know ha, come in and have another look again so she's come in and she's a little bit little bit sore and, and like, oh, which toe is it she got oh it's the you know this outside toe on the on the right front foot it's a bit weird of that's that's one of the ones i actually did the surgery on so I so, oh, so I've yeah. had a look and it's like, no, this shouldn't be happening. You know, once you've, once you've cut the, you know, cut the tendon, the, the, the corn should go. And so I'm having a look at the toes and there's, there's no corns that I can see. And even on that toe. So, so all the cone the corns have all grown out as they're supposed to have done. And and it was only, oh, it was, it was July that I did those surgeries. So that's, that's uh, where we're in October now. So it's about 12 weeks and the corns are great. And after that, she's been terrific. So you know, because I'm an old man, Lewis, I had to get on there and get my um, get my, uh, my my loops on my my little yep. sort of extra ma- magic eyes, and so I'm getting and I'm down on all fours and I'm shining a torch on the on this pad to try and work out why it is that she saw. And you know, we were saying last week about how the corn sometimes sometimes the greyhounds have got really thin pads, mm-hmm. and I had a look and what I could actually say. I could actually see some bruising in the underneath this thin little pad. Wow. So I said look she may have just jammed something in there or you know she might have stepped on something a bit sharp and then she's had some bruising in there underneath underneath the pad because there's there's no corn like the corn the corn is gone but in this thin bit of tissue where the corn was yeah she's got this bruising there so thought, well, she's, that's a that's a weird and a weird and funky thing but then then that got me talking because you know I'm a it was my, the, my last consult Lewis and I've known these people for a good good few
2: years and so yeah, yeah. having a bit of a chat You're probably running a little bit late because you're talking slower.
1: So much slower. Yeah, you've been
2: talking slower. So you're three hours behind for the day and everyone's going, what's wrong with Robbie? He seems slower today. it's like, like when you
1: listen, heaven help the people that are listening to this podcast on 0.75 times. Yeah. Where it's, have you ever done that? Listen to like an audio book on slower. And it just sounds like everyone's a little bit drunk because they're talking slowly. Um, so, so, so so while I was talking slowly, I'm talking to the owners about a little bit of self surgery that I had to do the other day, Lewis. So, um, uh, uh, Bit, a bit of a shame um, you know, as far as background with the story. You know, when you go to um, uh, up to Ballarat, the, up in uh, Victoria's wonderful northwest, and you go to Sovereign Hill, the only thing that's good at Sovereign Hill is getting the raspberry drops, those yes. you know, those,
2: those, those boiled, yes. boiled raspberry lollies. With the, with the citric acid on the outside. So mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made that, they make me talk really fast, those ones. <laughs> it's not like the peanut butter in the mouth. That's like, you know, just, just nitroglycerin for the mouth. Um, so I thought, you know what we've got, we've got a half a jar up there. I'm actually going to have myself a sneaky one of these, unfortunately knocked the jar off, off the top shelf, came down and shattered everywhere so there's bits uh, of glass and there's bits of bits of raspberry drop everywhere oh you're crap, like quick
2: son. quick kids come over here dogs come over here cats come and check out what's going on everyone start licking oh, you're running to the kitchen and check it out everybody kick the
1: dogs out lock the lock the cats yeah. in the laundry don't come over yeah. here i'm sweeping sweeping on my, on my hands and knees for an hour trying to sweep all this stuff up and um uh, Christina was out and she came home and said um did you vacuum I said look oh, okay, we don't don't have to vacuum <laughs> did, I've, did I you have, vacuum I have fine tooth combed around this kitchen on on my hands and knees Christina with a a, a little pail and um uh, a little little brush and and shovel thing and and every bit of glass of here is gone it's gone there's no, no glass here the, the floorboards are polished again with my with my sweeping we're all good Next day I'm I'm walking around in bare feet and yeah, I've jagged a bit of glass in my Ooh. uh in, in my foot, right in my heel. Wow, um, and and unfortunately
2: it wasn't a piece of raspberry lolly. You could you sure it was glass? It, it was it was definitely glass because
1: when I tried to turn around and lick it, I couldn't yeah. taste any it's raspberry if, on my on my foot.
2: If you put the big toe
1: in your mouth, you're mm, oh sour, oh <laughs> no, sour faced, cit- face. c- citric acid. Or that, but that's just the citric acid I put on my feet anyway. So oh, right, yeah, yep. Yeah. So for like, like Christina got the, um, the the torch and tweezers and she's having a little bit of a play around in there and couldn't, couldn't see anything. She's like, I don't think there's anything in there. Oh, okay. Right. Well, we'll have to leave it. And cause it was right on the bottom of my heel. So I was trying to hook my leg up to try and have a look at it. I'm not that flexible anymore, Lewis. So <laughs> I couldn't actually get through there. So it was about like, you know, three weeks that I, that I could feel this thing in my foot and Ooh. it would be like I'd be doing Taekwondo and then suddenly I'd twist around and i go, Oh, geez, that's hurt. Or I'd go for a run and go, Oh, hang on. I would just, I couldn't feel it all the time, but I feel it sometimes. So I went and saw the GP and, um and said, look, I, I think I've got some glass in my foot. You go, okay, right. Let me have a look. No, can't see anything there. Go, really? He said, it hurts you. No, no, nothing there. Nothing that I can see. But if it's not getting any better, then we might have to send you off for an ultrasound. Oh, okay. Right. Well, no, no, problems. You
2: should, no, no worries. Ooh. I'll, I'll, that, I'll, have I'll, I'll have you got ticklish tick- feet? Are ticklish, mate? Right? I've mentioned ultrasound of the soul before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. As, as long as they people, warm the gel up, it'll be fine. People pay good
1: money for that sort of thing. Oh, they do. There's <laughs> their special websites and all. Um, Tell me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, 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 anyway, that'll be the social media thing I've joined up for for this week. <laughs> um, So... Uh, so about two days after going and seeing the GP, suddenly this foot started really hurting, and so I've um I've, I've had a look at it, and th- there's pus coming out of the wow coming out of my foot. Now uh, that right, well she, Christina, come and have another look. Okay, she go oh look, I can't, I, I don't think I can do it. I'm a bit worried. Is that, okay, let, let give me give me the torch, hike the leg up around. You know, oh I can't feel it. Got the got a um, a needle, and so I'm just trying to sort of poke around, trying to open up, and I could feel that there was something in there. Great, and so then I got, got so I get the tweezers in there, and then <sharp inhale> pull out this nice big glass shard out of my uh, out, wow. out of my foot. Wowzers! So, so it's like wow. So it's wow. So, so I was telling the greyhound know, this is the reason why I've gone on this on this big, quietly and 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 slowly spoken story that I said to her, look there could be some glass in there. I x-rayed it. There was no glass at the time, but sometimes you can find glass in a toe because, and the good thing is I've had experience pulling out glass last week. So, wow. so
2: on your man, if we need to go fishing. There you go. It's interesting you um, you bring up the, uh, that's a really interesting story doing, doing the surgery yourself. Um, I had a client come in this week, their dog, the reason they brought the dog in was they said the dog had a dry mouth. Oh right, yes, and I exactly did a similar face to you. I was like, what, yep. what exactly? Okay, yep. what is that? Because that mean, yep, what's um, what what's been happening? You know, taking history, any vomiting, sort of. Oh yeah, we had a bit of vomit maybe two weeks ago, and um, uh, yep, been eating okay, and we've just got a bit of a dry mouth. I was like, right, okay, so so what sort of? How do you know? I mean, it's not you can't yep. sort of ask a dog. Yeah, do you a feel a bit? Mouth. Yeah, a bit bit, clammy. Yeah, Yeah. do you, um, you know, have you just woken up in the morning with that just kind of cotton mouth sort of scenario, or, or, uh, and she said, oh, the dog was just sort of making a noise when it was swallowing, just making. I was like, oh, okay, and I I, I tried my hardest, but I couldn't really work out exactly and i was like is it on any medication because there are some medications particularly the anxiety type medications that can cause dry mouth in humans and we suspect maybe it can cause a dry mouth in uh in our cats and dogs so yeah any no not on medication okay so yep um i'm just yeah okay so in the examined the dog i couldn't find anything wrong with it it's mouth yeah look it had a bit of a Bit of tartar on its teeth. Teeth teeth went ideal. You know, I thought, oh, oh that's the other thing. It was doing just a very slight jaw chatter, the lower jaw. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah and I off. thought, yeah. oh, that's a bit weird. Okay, well, that, that may be pain related, maybe tooth rate. Anyway, so I said to her, she said, yeah, I went to the GP and I told them what's wrong with my dog. And the GP said it sounds like a blocked salivary duct. And I said, right. okay, all right. I said, okay. She said, so, and the GP said, you need to give the dog a warhead to suck. <laughs> <'Cause> that's <laughs> what we do to clear blocked tear ducts, uh, blocked wow. uh, salivary ducts here. So that's your real,
0: yeah, done, sour. Right, oh, sort yeah.
2: Of must come, make it uh, sort of come sort of spurting out of your your salivary duct blast a
1: small little out of the yeah. uh, little stone in the in the duct out well yeah, that's right. right and i was like
2: oh well normally if we've got a blocked uh you know salivary duct we get a swelling generally under the you know usually it's under the jaw and we notice it or there'd be other signs of drooling or you know there'd be something else going on some pain yeah and there's none of that sort of thing and she said oh well then uh uh, then, what did the GP say after well, that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. GP had <laughs> thought that yep. maybe it was, is it Sir John's disease, Sir Jorgens' disease? Oh, an right. Mediated disease? Right. I like, okay. Oh, I can't say I've heard of that one. No. Strange, no. Strange enough, I came home and told Deb. Deb's like, oh, yeah, I know that one sort of thing. I was like, all right, right. there you go. But that's one where you get a dry mouth, you've got immune problem, so you get a dry mouth, dry eyes, dry everything. Everything's yeah, right. dry. You're like basically like a chip. That's yeah. Life. Right. You're yeah. Just
1: potato chip. That's you yeah. Know, and, or a leaf or a leaf. Okay. Yeah. In awesome the wind. Leaf. Yeah. yeah right.
2: Exactly. So I was like, Oh, I haven't really heard of Yeah, I Googled it right in front of us. said, Oh, gee whiz, we'd be unlucky to have that. i tell you what, yeah. you're a two year old dog and never heard of it. Nah. Yeah. Yep. And so I said, look, I, I really, I don't think there's anything wrong with your dog. You know, I didn't, I, I mean, a strange thing for an owner to say, it's got a dry mouth. And so I said, look, Maybe, you know, we're not doing it. She goes, oh, of course it won't do it here. I've got, well, no, they never do anything at the vet. They're always better when they come to the vet, always in inverted commas, most of the time. So I said, look, why don't you get a video? And often you ask going to still do a video. And yeah, that sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't happen. Mm. The dog gets better, whatever it is. But sure enough, got home, half an hour later, video came through on the email and it was just the dog basically sort of lying down about sort of just getting a cuddle and just like sticking its tongue out a couple of times. Right. And she said, that's its dry mouth. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, look, it's still, I can't see exactly on the video, the dry mouth. How do you know it's a dry mouth? She goes, oh, well, here's another video. And she showed me another video and the dog did a bit of a yawn. Right. Sort of licked its lips a little bit and then did the very slightest little movement of the lower jaw.
1: Yeah. Well, i still got no idea what's going on, mate. So uh, sent it off for an MRI and a CSF
2: tap and well, toxo titer, and, wow. and a genetic test for St. Jorgen's disease. Well, that's just it. You know, how far do I pursue it? I sort of said, oh, yeah, I can appreciate that. I said, oh, look, maybe, you know, maybe we had a vomit. A vomit. So I actually suggested we try a little bit of an anti-nausea medication. I thought, let's try something, see if, you know, we get a response from that. Not really sure what's wrong with the dog, mate. So... Look, uh, might might refer it on to you. I think next maybe might have some ideas. I'll talk very slowly
1: to it, just in case (laughs) it's yeah, just in case she thinks that I've got a dry mouth if I'm talking very quickly. It's it is funny those times where because owners obviously when they when when they notice something and you then can't not notice it, it seems like it's happening all the time. Mm. But if the dog's maintaining its weight, eating normally, drinking normally, doing everything else otherwise normally. I often say to owners in that position, well, let's just keep an eye on it. If it seems like it's happening more frequently, then yes, there's, it's, the, the disease is progressing and then we are more chance of running tests and actually finding something. Otherwise, at the moment, I'm going to spend a hell of a lot of your money and probably not come up with anything mm. and, you know, in a dog that otherwise seems pretty well normal. So, mm. um, yeah, you've definitely observed that there's something there, um, you know, Mr. Smith, but we can't necessarily readily identify. The good news is, is it anything that's going to be really bad? It'd be, you know, it'd be really obvious, but you know, if it's not super obvious and hopefully it's not going to be super bad.
2: Yeah. I said, look, I think we'll try this Andy noisy stuff and then look, I think probably the next thing is we do a dental and when we do a dental, we can have a look Mm. down the throat, just make sure there's nothing obvious there, check the teeth out, you know, all that sort of thing. And and then, then go from there. So she seemed fairly happy with that. So I'll keep you informed as to how my dry mouth dog goes.
1: Terrific. Maybe, maybe, uh, and and then uh, try and get a stick a a warhead in the side of its throat and see, see how you go with sort of spitting, spitting that out straight across the the
2: room. Well, the owner was uh, uh, on top of me that she'd been feeding it lemon water.
1: Perfect. So, 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 the dog, the dog, no longer will have scurvy. Then, uh, be yeah, had a lot of uh, a lot of vitamin C, which the dog can form anyway. So, but, but that's that's
2: fine. That that's good. It's so uh, yeah. What, what sort of what sort of dog was it? Yeah. Now that it's oh, got I, a lemon twist, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to say because no problem. You know, and now, now got a lemon it. twist. Yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and uh, now it's got sun bleached tongue from um from you know the the lemon juice on the tongue, sort of just just bleaching it, just a slight little. Just a slight little blonde colour to its tongue as it, nice, as it pokes it out just to wet the whistle a little bit. So my it, goodness,
1: and I tell you what, you know, with that dog, if you had been thinking that it was anxious, you know, something else you could
2: have used could have been some Zilkeen. Exactly, exactly, spot on, mate. I used um, had a had a case this week. A Client was taking their dog to, I think they're going to Portugal. Oh, why? Yeah, why or no, no. Oh, oh right. Oh, yeah, right. That's a oh, that's oh, a, sorry, an interesting it's a slow destination. Talking. Yeah. The Sorry. slow talking of the, oh, oh right, was, oh, oh, right. Oh, right. Oh,
1: oh, right, oh, right, oh, right,
2: oh, right, oh, right, and they said, you know, have we got any, you got anything for anxiety that you can, that I could put the dog on, I'm taking the dog in the cabin with me, I said, have I got something for that mild anxiety of the trip, Yeah, Your dog needs some Zilkin, Nice. So right. we said we'd start the Zilkin maybe four days before departure, the owner was uh, on the flight with the dog so I could give it, um you know uh, uh, um every 24 hours or so and then i suggest l- l- let's go for another week when you land so that we help with the introduction to the new environment over in uh in um whatever the, in lisbon port, port in lisbon yeah port, right Porta Porta uh, port, uh, something else porter uh, augustus port melbourne port Melbourne from
1: port melbourne to
2: port augustus or portugal,
1: were you portugal.
2: Say? yeah no, i was you're so slow in saying it i was couldn't i was like had to get in there you, get, port, you couldn't. You couldn't port, wait. Going to port.
1: It, it'll, it'll. certainly help out the. Uh. The. the dog in. Uh, relaxing down when it's running around at the off lead dog park and all the dogs are barking at it in Portuguese.
2: Exactly. exactly. Uh, the,
1: the. dog may not know that uh, dogs have other languages.
2: It's all right. Or when it's eating a nice tart, possibly a little. Portuguese tart. A little, a little
1: Portuguese tart. A little. A little. A little burnt caramelized egg sort of number. Oh yes. Egg, egg, egg tarty yeah. number.
2: That'll there make that. Go. That'll really get the saliva flying, won't it?
1: And, and you know what, the Zilkin's great because you'll be able to open up the capsule and just pour it on the Portuguese tart. Yeah, and, and that would that would be a perfect way of administering the uh, the Zilkine once it arrives in Lisbon.
2: Exactly. And what other food could they maybe try and source in Lisbon, mate? To uh, to I don't know if it is available in Lisbon, but it's Australian made. Well, I, I tell you what, it's it could, but
1: it, I'm not saying that it's that it's definitely uh, available in Portugal, but it would be able to be get to Portugal because it is made in an export quality factory by a company that specializes in exporting pet food, not uh, obviously exporting it out to other countries, but also into the Australian market. That's the good people at Delicate Care Lewis, the, uh, the Australian made Australian owned pet food made over in Western Australia. Um, that with all the different uh, all the different varieties, um, going through a fair bit of the uh, the sensitive skin and stomach diet at present time because we are um, hurtling along into uh, into springtime, so we are getting a lot of uh, skin issues. So uh, my goodness, how good is it to have a a good novel protein diet that's actually available? Uh, a lot of the other uh, companies' uh, novel protein diets haven't been available. well, delicate care, you know, it's always there. That's that. That's the what we always say here at two vets talk vets podcast
2: we do don't we mate yeah no definitely it's uh the skin and stomach is a pan- fantastic for this time of year um and also a big thank you to our patreon supporters appreciate you guys um you're sending us just a little bit to help keep the lights on and keep the keep the zoom subscription up and uh and put into the the uh the next colored velvet jackets that we'll get next year for the next charity mental health ball that we're okay. going to do what color oh, have and- for, you for
1: Oh, well, um, I'd like to say green. I think green would be a really, a really good colour. But how stupid is this, right? So I had my baseball presentation night last night, play for the Franks and Tomatoes. And so the theme was, um, well, it was uh, a touch of red or a red tie event, right? So, so guess who turned up to presentation night in jeans and a t shirt? Because it's a baseball presentation night, and that's what everyone else has ever worn for any baseball presentation (laughs) night. And I get it there, and it's at the that's at the Grand Hotel in Frankston, and everyone's there in suits and ties and everything. Like, wow. My God.
2: And I've got out of the
1: car and I've messaged Christine and I said, God, that red jacket would have been absolutely perfect for this. And I get inside and goes, Oh, yeah, good on you. You put in a lot of effort for the dressing. i look, 100% forgot. Hand on heart, completely forgot. And I didn't want to drive, you know, half an hour back home again yeah. just to get the red jacket and come back again. Oh. So, so that would have been another perfect opportunity to have been able to warn
2: it, Lewis. Wow. Missed the opportunity. Gee, it was, it was lucky, mate, because it, it's uh, the tax department might be listening. So you want to just let them know you just wear it for the one occasion. Only the no, one occasion no and that wear. was it. No. no personal wear at all. Only for the charity function related to veterinary work our industry and podcasting
1: yeah or or for the for the high-end uh patreon subscribers that want a uh a a solo video of you and i wearing the red
2: jacket a solo video of you and i wow where's that going oh is that a a slow talking are we doing you're on cameo now matey oh yes Uh, i am you are you're on cameo well that was the one i was going to say that you're on six dollars
1: fifty it'll be great you know you can and I'll, i'll get on there with the red jacket yeah, I'll FaceTime your
2: friends. It'll be terrific. And say, "Uh, yep, just uh, this is Robbie Anderson from the." You'd have to talk slower, mate. I think, because it'd be going worldwide. People would want to hear the slow Robbie, I think, not yeah, the fast right. Robbie. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Oh, I
1: might, I might need to uh, have have a look at some of the other Australian uh, celebrities, like oh, Hugh Jackman, Hemsworth. The Hemsworth. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe Mendo. Ben Mendelsohn. You know, yes. he, he's um, he's he's done done quite well with his Australian accent. Just trying to work out what the best way is. I mean, and absolutely, you know, there's there's, there's you know Margot Robbies and Nicole Kidmans and the. But I, I think I'm probably better off staying in the in in the deeper range. I think, uh, you know <laughs> I'd, I see had how those say
2: in the D range, like D celebrities. But oh, don't put yourself I'd, I'd, down there, mate. Don't put yourself down there. Oh, thanks, Lewis. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, thanks no. for building me up, mate.
0: Yeah. yeah um, no. So.
2: What has been happening in the news, Lewis? Well, this was uh this is amazing, mate. I want to get yes. your thoughts on this. This is incredible. This is a I think this is a world first that's been um it's been uh, been uh, reported by Wsmv.com from the WR in Alabama. Right. In the Bama, in the Alabama. This is amazing. Yeah. Listen to this, this is this a dog owner in Helena must be in Alabama, is celebrating his French bulldog's unique addition to a litter. The French bulldog gave birth to a green puppy. A green puppy. We've covered this before. <laughs> Comes around every couple of years, doesn't yeah. it, eh? wow. wow. A green puppy. How cute's that, mate? Gee whiz. Isn't is- the cute little green puppies coming out?
1: Oh, is that just a variation
2: of the, uh, of, the of the blue french bulldogs as well you know maybe maybe it's just the light you think you know I think how does that happen mate how what's the genetic in uh, a crossbreeding that occurs to get a green puppy mate any sort of thoughts i think it's got to do with the chlorophyll lewis it's the amount of chlorophyll that
1: oh. the, that the uh, so that the green pigment from the leaves you know when you when you've got a nice green leaf not the dry leaves that you're talking about earlier uh that, that then gets gets into the pup in utero, so if the the mum's on a high chlorophyll base, please, listeners, do not at all take this for any sort of common sense or actual science. This is all BS.
2: Speaking of common sense, let's continue with the article. Yes, please. Mark Mark Ruffin is the dog's owner and owner of Big Raja Bullies. He says the mum was actually supposed to have a C-section, so a cesarean, but when he went to check on her, he found she had two puppies naturally. And one of them was green. At first, he thought the pup was dirty. Right, yes. But after scrubbing and trying to clean the pup, he realised the colouring was permanent.
1: Well, well,
2: permanent. According to CNN... The rare phenomenon is thought to happen when light-coloured puppies come in contact with Billy Liverton, a green pigment found in bile. Wow. Right, there you go. So the puppies come out of the liver. Yes. It's a gallbladder
1: puppy. <laughs> it's like you passing a really, a really big gallstone with
2: legs. That's incredible. Where do they get their research? Oh, right,
1: that's that's terrific. There's no, at no stage did anyone think that maybe we should actually try and call a you know, call I don't know, say a vet or yeah, anyone like that. Exactly. Um, and now I'm I'm not great with my uh with, with my US geography, but I'm just trying to think how far away from Alabama is Area 51, and wondering whether or not uh, the 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 French oh. bulldogs owner uh, may have been concerned that there might have been something nefarious happening with some sort of an extraterrestrial or something like that, Lewis. And that might have been the reason why there was a little green bug-eyed creature that was born
2: out of his little bug-eyed creature. Well, true to nature, mate. You you thinking that uh, aliens have come and, and probe the, the french bulldog is that what you're suggesting that's conspiracy wow I, i'm i'm just I, I, I don't want to
1: seem like i'm too much of a tin foil hatter but and uh, unless we've got a more scientific answer and we certainly don't have in that <laughs> article i don't think it can be discounted Lewis. i don't <laughs> i don't think we can completely rule it out
2: well that's right so it could have been a puppy born from the liver or from a probing by an alien species yes could be that mum got a little bit distress during the birth and that's a little bit of muconium.
1: Um, Yeah. Primarily because the, uh, you know, they're not necessarily known for having big wide pelvises. And so it's probably pretty Mm -hmm. hard work trying to push those things out. And given that they have trouble breathing anyway, it's probably pretty hard work trying to push Mm -hmm. out a pup when you're, you're already fairly low in oxygen anyway. So it stands to reason there was probably a little bit of, you know, stress associated mm. with that, with that little green puppy's birth, especially if it was number three as well. Number anyway, two, but but yeah, oh, no, you're two. right. No, right.
2: no, but uh, yeah, uh, certainly won't be a uh, whole string of green puppies on the market soon. Just just to let the listener know out there, it is I in brackets normal phenomenon that we see sometimes yeah. so but I'm, i' i do wonder whether or not they might have uh, then been
1: advertising for a green a green french bulldog for twenty thousand dollars yes see whether or not they could but
2: you've got to pay now yes you pay you gotta, now you've got to pick it up before it, ble- it leaches out of it the yes, white again. Exactly. Hold <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, on.
1: Now, now what do uh, you got this mean, mate? You got stuck so, on
2: Ballarat.
1: Yes. Yep. So, so the rat. Not and and this isn't just about raspberry drops either. So, this is the Ballarat Animal Shelter seeks forever homes for sixty cats through adoption Drive. So, this is for any of our Victorian listeners who are maybe in the in the hunt for a cat. Um, efforts are underway. They're nothing about any green cats or anything like that, Lewis. Efforts. Are this, pardon me so this is from um, abc news um, from abc ballarat by claudia forsberg uh posted yesterday so this is fresh hot hot Ooh. news lewis Efforts are underway to find forever homes for stray, abandoned or surrendered cats stuck in shelters for months. The Ballarat Animal Shelter is holding another cat adoption drive this week in a bid to find its feline friends a new lease on life. More than 60 adult cats need rehoming and some of them have been in the shelter for more than two months. Shelter coordinator Claire Douglas Haynes said the rush was on before the shelter was about to be inundated with new mother cats and kittens. And these older cats get overlooked. They end up staying in the shelter for another year whilst we wait for the kitten season to dry out. They're all beautiful cats, and we're really pushing for people who may be thinking about a pet to adopt. A lot of them can go in pairs. The Bellarat Animal Shelter is offering an adoption rate of $50 per adult cat, down from the standard adoption fee of $140. In the 12 months to June, the shelter managed to find homes for 374 cats and 418 kittens. Wow. During school holidays, it's an ideal time for families to come in and consider adopting one or two cats, which would help our community immensely. Executive Manager of Animal Services, Brenda Carey, said. So, given the school holidays here in Victoria is running for another twelve hours, um, yeah, it's probably <laughs> a little late to get one for for uh, for school holidays. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, what if you? <coughs> If you're after some kitty cat love, uh, why, not, uh, why not go and re-home a, uh, rehome a cat and save a life before, the, uh, before the kitten season's come out? Because we, we, are, we are both card-carrying cat owners, Lewis, and they are fairly, you know, generally fairly uh, easy, easy to deal with animals, aren't they?
2: Yeah, not too bad, mate. No, pretty – no, not not a lot of uh, – yeah, you, know, you don't have to be hands-on to cats all the time necessarily, depending on the, the type of cat. But with um the school holidays and stuff, we could um, perhaps do similar to what my nurses did to me when the girls came to work uh, during the school holidays. We had a little kitten in that was uh, up for adoption and, you know, looking from home. And, of course, teenage girls and kittens. yes. yes very very at- attached to it lovely little kitten very very teddy can we bring the kitten home <laughs> one of the nurses said oh look that's fine so just take the kitten home for one night at your yeah. place one night i was like mmm, how dare you do that to me i was like there's no way the kitten's going home if it comes home for night so pop down to the barrel or ballarat uh, uh, uh so animal night. shelter yep, yep yep during the school holidays. Look, Satan, look, we'll just take the cat for one night. One night. see how you go with the kids. There's and, no and, way that cat's going back.
1: Could, could you imagine the uh, the degree of, uh, of, of just unbridled angst and fury that your uh, that your cat, Olive, would have perpetrated had of another cat walked in the house? Oh, my goodness. I, we, we know and love Zilkeen, but there is not enough Zilkeen in the world that would pacify your cat if another cat came in the house, realistically.
2: Oh. Yeah, you could see Olive just when it walks in, just going, mm. just licking her her dry lips, going, fresh meat, fresh meat, fresh yeah. meat, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, no no way to make it out. So you
1: around here? Are you? Yeah. Well, let me show you the crunch. Come, sh- yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Come on into the parlor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, now, now
1: if you if you hear the crunching underneath your foot underneath your feet that comes, that's the bones of the other cats that came. <laughs> They're the other kittens that the girls bought in. Don't think you're going to be here forever.
2: I know how to deal with you. That's not glass, and that's not red lollies that have been crushed on the floor. That is the bones of previous visitors. That is the hopes
1: and dreams of other poor kittens who came thinking that they were going to um, get their forever home. Turned out, it w- there it wasn't forever.
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, it was forever. Just no, it was long.
1: forever. Not not a long t- forever. Not a long forever. No, no, not- no, no, no. How, how can you put a time frame on uh, uh, on on infinity? You know, they'll be there. They'll be there for an infinite amount of time. Just not alive for an infinite amount of time. <laughs> all
2: right. now this is an yeah, article She's an evil was... cat, Olive. Evil. Yeah. No, she's sweet. I like her. <laughs> she's happy. She's good for me. It's good for us. She's all right. Just doesn't like other people. Oh, she doesn't like other people. Well, they'll come over and she'll go to the front door. But yeah, don't try and pick her up in this. No. That's, <laughs> that's not ideal. This is an article from ABC as well. Yes. Just recently, last week. Um, just like humans, pets are likely to suffer hay fever and asthma in the spring. Ah. Your eyes are itchy, your nose is running, and you're reaching for your asthma puffer. Many, for many allergy suffer, allergy sufferers, the increase in hay fever symptoms marks the start of spring. For those with pets, it's worth keeping in mind that they may also be suffering from allergies. Melbourne's Melbourne Vet. Oh, yes. Two Vets Talk podcast's very own, Dr. Richard Gowan. Oh, right. Yeah. Friend says, of the show, friend of the show. Oh, yeah. Two Vets top pets, very own. Yes, number number six on the list of most listened to episodes of our podcast. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you go. That's, he's in is in the top half dozen. It's not bad. How,
1: how many times is that Richard listening
2: to himself? <laughs> Just to get the numbers up on that episode. It's a you very know? good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't make don't make us listen to this again. His his wife Amy. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to need to listen again. Says uh, Melbourne vet and Two Vets Talk Pets podcast very own, says in the article, Richard Gowan says cat owners should be particularly aware of symptoms. Allergies are super common in all pets, but cats in particular suffer from a significant amount of allergies and get hay fever, Dr. Gowan says. Right. While allergies in felines often manifest as skin allergies, itchiness and dermatitis, asthma can look a little different in cats. The main thing is a chronic and persistent cough, Dr. Cowan says. We see a lot of clients mistaking this for a cat with a hairball. Very true. Yeah. There's a difference between coughing up a hairball, coughing yeah. in inverted commas, and truly coughing. Yes. Hairball, hairball comes out of your stomach. It doesn't come out of your lungs per yeah. se. But that's Which is lucky. Be-
1: if you had if you had a hairball in your lungs, my goodness, Ooh. you're in some
2: strife. It's probably good as you could get it out, but that's not where they come from. You'd be hoping you had asthma. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because a <laughs> furball in your lungs, that's not going to work. He says, "Coughing is air, and vomiting is hair." Whoa! Oh, there you go, Richard's Coughing Richard. is air, vomiting is hair. Look at him go, Richard. It, there's a T-shirt in that. I reckon there is. Yeah. I reckon at the Ballarat uh, uh Shelter, Mill Markets. Oh, Animal yes. Shelter. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, you get a kitten and get a T-shirt that says, "Coughing is air, vomiting is vomiting is hair. A cough is a cough, and a hairball is a vomit." Ooh, right, not, not quite as catchy as no, 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 his he's there and vomiting no. his hair. He's got to work that one down a little bit. Yeah, I think so. You could get scrub tops of that. That'd be quite good. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Gowan advises pet owners to make a vet appointment if you notice anything out of the ordinary. Coughing, vomiting, sneezing, wheezing, changes to normal. That's the main thing, he says. Generally, allergies in cats are lifelong. It's just about finding an appropriate strategy to try and reduce exposure to the allergens because allergies tend to be multifactorial, Dr. Gowan says.
1: Meaning that there's One more th-
2: multiple things that cause it. Yeah. One of the most important ones is looking at dietary triggers as well as the same as with people if you're trying to avoid or minimize exposures to triggers. In terms of treatment, there are a few options. We look at the way the cat presents, but also maybe some x-rays of their chest and there are some more advanced diagnostics such as lung flushes and CT scans because the cause of asthma can be quite wide and varied, Dr. Gowan says. When other causes are ruled out, Dr. Gowan says, it's time for an asthma plan. A lot of cats can be very well managed on inhaled medications, basically similar to people, he says. Getting your cat used to use an inhaler can be a bit of a learning process, so tempting them with treats could help seal the deal. Some cats purely don't like things on their face, And there are alternative means, Dr. Gowan says. While inhalers are the ideal treatment method, Dr. Gowan says oral medications can also greatly reduce the symptoms of airway disease. How about that, eh? our very own friend of the show, true friend of the show. Yeah,
1: it's it's um often funny when we talk to owners about um using the uh using the 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 puffers um on their cats and on their dogs when they got airway problems Really, really, and just use the humans. I've mm. got well, yeah. I mean, you know, no one's going, no one's going to make enough money out of trying to make the animal ones. So you just use the use the human ones. But they get the the cool little um, the cool little masks and little spaces and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And they, they they tend to work really, really well. You just got to experiment a little bit with the doses to try and find what dose you're actually going to get to it. And also, you just got to be careful. Sometimes they can get like dermatitis and stuff around their face from the amount of, or they can get sort of reactions from the, the concentration of the mm. stuff around their faces. But often works really, really well
2: if you can oh, yeah.
1: at all tolerate the masks. They're really yeah. cool.
2: Really good, and you know, taping the mask to their face is the hardest bit. With um, with with gaffer tape, I find that causes a little bit of a rash as well. Just trying to hold it on there while they take some breaths. I,
1: I, th- I think the best thing that when you're doing that is just the it's actually the taking the tape off. Like you've just got to be really, yeah. really quick yeah. with ripping it off. Hard. Like yeah, yeah, act. just straight off. So, but the hard thing is you've got to do it on both sides. So, so often it takes a two-person job—one to pull on one side and one to pull on the other—and um, then—and then the whiskers that come off, with they just 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 Oof. glue them straight back on. They'll they'll be they'll be fine. They'll, they'll they'll take back on. Um, once you once you maybe a little bit of blue tack will help. to Again, <laughs> don't listen to this. This is absolute. Great. In fact, all advice on the show is general in nature or complete and utter crap. Um, so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. Uh, Any Advice for your pet. So I was just thinking, I need to slow it down. I ended up tripping over my words, Lewis. We do our best to provide the most. Uplifted, breast provide. Our breast to provide.
2: Well, you might be providing your breast, but I'm going to provide my best. What you, it's are you up to? You I, going too slow, mate. I'm really hearing the the uh, the the inserting of uh, of, of um, unwanted of consonants, consonants of consonants. Yes. I'm I'm Cons- having constant
1: constination.
2: consternation. Ver- verbal constipation. Well,
1: gee, that'd be the first time ever. Uh, we do our best to provide best to provide <laughs> the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we have missed anything or if you have constant consternation as well or Contin- constant constipation as continually. well.
2: Continually. Continually.
1: <laughs> That's better. That sounds really good. Ed, thank, you. thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that next time.
2: Just have a break there. I gotta to go to the toilet. Go over it,
1: mate. For some toilet consternation. <laughs> My sweet little woobie. No, this is just on a to toilet. I uh,
0: will probably be able to hear that through the board as well. Why don't you go grab your wireless
1: interface? I'll read it as well as eat. that sounds about so far. One sec, one sec, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I just had to put my spuds in. Oh, good, mate. Good. Oh, good. Um, cool. All right, I'll come in, will I? You go. Or come do you in. want to go? Okay. No,
1: no, you go for it.
2: All righty. Now I thought this week uh, we might talk about this. Was a uh, this was a journal article from Frontiers in Veterinary Science. Oh, okay. Uh, by Camilla Haywood. It's Al. Providing humans with practical best practice handling guidelines during human-cat interactions increases cats' affiliative behavior and reduces aggression and signs of conflict. So, okay. yeah, I've left, a, a, I've, I've left that, this that's,
1: line. That's not going to fit on a T-shirt.
2: Yeah, well, I've left this lying around. Hopefully, Olive might read it. Okay, good. She, yeah, yeah, She hasn't right i have so good got a little bit of just a little bit of some some uh information as per as from fizz.org, who've uh, summarized it a little bit experts in feline behavior and welfare at nottingham trench university found that paying close attention to cats behavior and body language and thinking about where to stroke them were key when improving interactions between cats and people and I reckon this goes for vets too. You know, yeah. the, I you know a number of people I work with that, well, not not currently, but have in the past worked with who just don't understand the basic body language of cats, and mm. it's hard to pick up on it. And you know, a lot of people sort of get in the face of cats or kissing them when they don't want it, or yeah. you know their ears are in the wrong position. But it's good. This this article is really interesting. The these are. Uh, uh, the people from Nottingham Trent University and the study have developed a simple set of interaction guidelines and found that when these were followed, cats were significantly less likely to behave aggressively towards people and also more affectionate. Nottingham Trent University's Dr. Lauren Finker, The lead researcher on the study worked in collaboration with leading animal welfare charity Battersea to develop the guidance for owners and cattery staff to address the fact that many people struggle to recognize when cats might not enjoy being patted. Mm. The guidance and advice follows a simple CAT. C-A-T acronym. acronym. Oh, I like this. Yeah, this is good. We can remember this. Cat. CAT. I think I can remember that one. CAT. Yep. That encourages people to provide the cat with choice and control. Yep. the C. Pay attention to the cat's behavior. Yes. A, attention, and the cat's behavior and body language, and think about where they are touching T, to the cat. All oh, right, T for touching. T for touching. So, yes. yes. C, choice and control. A, attention to the cat's body language and behavior, and T, touching the cat. Right. Cats don't have a reputation of being the most tactile of creatures with several studies suggesting that aggression towards people isn't uncommon, particularly during social interactions between cats and their owners. In one study, one st- such study, cats, cat aggression was reported by almost half of owners. Wow. wow. Jeez. Ah. Well, I've got one. Yeah, that's, that's, yep.
1: that, that, that's going to be hard for uh, the, the Ballarat animal shelter to be trying to shift <laughs> the, uh, yeah, those 60 cats.
2: 30, 30 of those are going to bite their owners. Yeah. Just, but hop on down with the kids, take one home for go a For the school holidays. No worries. The school holidays. Yeah. Come on down. Oh. 50% chance that well, you'll get bitten. But no yeah. worries at all. Call in a Castle. Go to
1: Ballarat Animal Shelter. Go and pick yourself up some gumdrops from uh, from uh, Sovereign Hill
2: and then yeah, get bitten by a cat. Perfect. Didn't Coral Castle have a little bit of an incident where a car burnt, burnt 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 some of it down? Anyway. I don't. Uh, might, might be one Recently. of those,
1: one of those, one of those rave nights that they have there, where yes. uh, people, people would have been dancing so hard for so long that maybe somebody spontaneously combusted the, uh, that the faux castle.
2: The girls did a guides night there and stayed the night there. Yeah, so, uh, they, they would say it's one of the worst things they've ever done. Only because, <laughs> of the, not because of the castle. I don't think just what, what happened. They're both sick with colds and. All oh, you know, right. It was terrible. It wasn't a, It wasn't a fun night. Anyway. According to Dr. Finker providing the cat with choice and control is key to ensure they feel happy and comfortable during interactions. This includes gently offering a hand to the cat and letting it decide if it wants to interact or not. Usually indicated by rubbing against the person's mm-hmm. hand. And I'll even go one further than that. I actually yep. offer a finger. Yep. To the cat. I yep. just let them sniff the finger. I'll do that with olive a lot. And, um, but at work I'll do offer a finger. And if the cat, like that rubs on the, you know, their face on the side yep. of your finger. You go, all right, we can yep. advance to using a hand then. But I'll just use a finger and let them just sniff that finger. And it seems to be much, well, certainly much better than getting a whole hand in there and going to grab them and that sort of thing. Yes, which they really generally hate. So when they're in the carry, I'll just put a finger there and see what are they going to do. Mm-hmm. How their ears are going to go. Watch their eyes. Watch are they crouching away. Are they coming forward? Just get a bit of indication of, of what's happening. Owners should allow the cat to move away if it chooses. So yeah, if it touches my finger and moves away, I'm like, all right, fair enough. And not be tempted to pick it up or follow it, as this takes away the cat's sense of choice choice and control. C, choice choice and and control. control. People should also pay close attention. A attention to their cat's behavioral reactions. If they turn their head or move away during the interaction, their ears rotate. Or become flattened. They shake their head or lick their nose. Thought well, that's an interesting one. I don't know right, about licking their nose. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they lick their nose when they're tasting pheromones in the air. When they're, yep. they're, they're to open their vermeronasal organ, which yes. is just under their nose. But I, I don't know if licking their nose—that's an interesting one.
1: Did do, do, do they do that if they've got a dry mouth?
2: Oh yes, or a dry nose. A dry nose, because a dry nose indicates they're not well, doesn't it? Oh, cancer. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. WebMD. Yeah.
2: That 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 that
1: could have been the other thing that the GP could have said. Dry mouth. Yes. Cancer. cancer. Yeah. WebMD. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, probably probably was, but she didn't want to mention it in their two year old two year old cat. Yeah. 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 Dog. Two year old dog. Cat. Yes. Two year old dog. Um. Uh, the fur along their back appears to ripple or their tail swishes rapidly. Then take these as signs a cat may need a little break from patting. Mm. And that's similar. If you've got a cat on your lap and you're patting, it. you know, a lot of owners get patting the cat and it gets overstimulated and then it just attacks, but there's yes. always some early signs that that's going to happen. It's about educating owners to what those signs might be. Mm. Similarly, if the cat goes a little still stops purring or rubbing against you, suddenly starts grooming itself or sharply turns its head to face you, then it's, then it's with unlikely. Its mouth, with its dry <laughs> mouth open. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To- <laughs> with its dry teeth embedded in your hand. That generally means it's had enough. <laughs> when the only wetness is the blood that's pouring <laughs> out of your hand, then it's unlikely to welcome further stroking. And in terms of where cats like to be stroked, most friendly cats will prefer the base of their ears around their cheeks and under their chin. Definitely mm. big, big, big part of that. A lot of people see the cat lying on the ground on the side and they go, Oh, I'm going to tickle it on the tummy. And they hate that. Oh yeah. Really don't like that. So they're just lying like that because they're comfortable. Yeah. They trust you not to do it. So even if olives lying on the ground, I'll still pat her under the chin you know, around her ears, those sorts of areas, um, rather than try and, you know, pat her on the tummy or even down her spine. She's very yeah. sensitive. Um, most friendly cats prove the base of their ears. Avoid the tummy and the base of their tails and being careful when stroking along their backs is generally advisable. Although each cat will have individual preferences. So the key is to pay close attention. Attention. To how the cat responds when these areas are touched. touched. T. T. As part of the study, the team monitored participants' brief interactions with 100, with 100 cats housed within the cattery at Battersea's London Centre, studying the cat's behaviour and posture. Each participant interacted with six cats, three before they received training on the CAT guidelines and three after. They found that cats were much less likely to exhibit signs of discomfort or behave aggressively when people followed the CAT, C-A-T. guidelines. Cats were less likely to hiss, swipe, at, or appear anxious or frustrated during interactions with participants. Cats shook their heads, swished their tails, and rotated or flattened their ears less, and were less likely to rapidly groom themselves, to freeze, or adopt a crouch or tense posture. The same cats are also more likely to show friendly behaviors toward the participants and appear more comfortable during the interactions that occurred post-training, the researchers found. Cats rubbed against participants and waved their tails more frequently, had their ears held in a forwards or neutral position, kneaded with their paws, making biscuits, yep. and also sniffed people for longer. Despite cats' global popularity as companion animals and their increasing inclusion within animal-assisted interventions and animal-based tourism such as cat cafes, little research has been done to understand how cats prefer to be interacted with, which may inadvertently be compromising their welfare. The guidelines are intended to be simple but effective in helping to improve cats' comfort and well-being during interactions with people, as well as reduce the risk of human injury. They are designed to be generic and so could be used in any context where people are stroking and interacting with cats, whether that's a home setting in a rehoming centre or during more formally organised events such as animal assisted interventions. The results demonstrate a clear preference among cats for a more hands-off approach to petting, which ultimately lets them call most of the shots said Dr. Finker, a cat behaviour and welfare specialist in Nottingham Trent's University School of Animal, Rural and Environmental Sciences. That's a long business card. Yes. She said cats are not necessarily known for being overly expressive when it comes to communicating how they're feeling. And that's a big part of it. I think owners have a lot of trouble, um, you know, reading their body language. This gonna- I, I think probably because um, people are so used to reading dogs' body language, which is just right there
1: on front street. You know, dogs tend to... You know, um, or at least, you know, it's cats are not small dogs, Lewis. Oh, believe so it or not. Use,
2: aren't they are They're small humans? Are they? Cause you can yes. use the same asthma puffer. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And they get Very dry good. mouths too. <laughs> yes. yep. Yeah. Yeah. When they lick their nose, they're anxious. Um, I was going to say something else, can't remember now. Uh, these simple CAT guidelines are designed to ensure that cats are never overwhelmed during petting and that people have been mindful of where, how, and how much they are stroking cats. They also encourage people to look out for some key subtle behavioural signs of cat discomfort and to respond accordingly to these rather than waiting until the cat behaves aggressively before giving it a break. The guidelines are designed to be a suitable for all cats because they encourage a flexible approach based on how the cat is responding in real time, ensuring the interactions meet the needs and preferences of each individual. For example, applying the guidelines of some cats might mean not touching them at all because the cat chooses not to engage. Whereas for others, it might involve a full-on cuddling session because the cat keeps asking for more.
1: It all starts with
2: C too, so that's fine. Mm. While every cat has a wonderful, unique personality, they do often share fundamental similarities, as this new study shows. Cats can be incre- incredibly subtle when expressing their likes and dislikes, and as a result, their behaviour can be misunderstood or ignored completely. I've got a bit of theory too. like that We sort of say that we can't read cats' body language very well I reckon sometimes cats can't read other cats' body language very well. Have you ever seen two cats out in the front yard or you know, out in the mm. front of your house having a fight? Yeah, yeah. Always like they're always just standing there, re at each other, or one cat will look away, or they'll show really weird body language, like you can't sort of tell. Yeah, everybody. right. Yeah, like might be subtle, swishing the tail, maybe the other cat doesn't pick it up, and then sort of one just walks away or sort of really... Whereas two dogs that are about to potentially at the park play or fight, you can really pick their body language. Yeah. I think yeah. They can read it a lot easier. Whereas cats, I just I, I just feel that they can't read each other's body language very well. But that's yeah, a right. theory of mine. Nice. That's it goes, right. goes well with the uh the disclaimer, all advice on this show. <laughs> yes. Continually advancing. Exactly. By using these new simple yet effective CAT CAT, cat guidelines. Owners will be able to better understand how their cat is feeling and adapt how they interact together to ensure their pet is happy and relaxed. Collaborating with Dr. Finker and the university has been an invaluable experience of Battersea. The study findings will be a great benefit to not only the cats in our care and the owners who look to us for pet care advice, but the millions of pet cats that are going to be taken home by the RSPCA for one night during yep. the school holidays.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Out from
2: the Ballarat Animal Shelter. Exactly. Yes. Right. Now, and
1: they'll all be perfect.
2: Yes. 50% of them will at least. So, that, so that the say. <laughs> so there you go. Really interesting. I thought that's you know, the CAT acronym. Control and choice. Control and choice. Attention. attention to and, their body language. Yeah. And, and, and behavior. Touch. Yeah. Touch. Touch. Yeah. Aware of where they want to be touched or not want yeah. to be touched. Yes. So very good. The CAT acronym. Remember that. There'll be a test. Listen, yes. next week we'll have a, maybe a test. A test, yeah. Or maybe yeah. we won't. because we'll And finish. only the Patreon listeners won't have to do the test. Yes, that's right. So sign up to Patreon. Go to patreon.com, search so it's for Two Vet Talk Pets, and sign up so you don't have to pass the test next week to be allowed to listen further.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Otherwise yes. then you'll have to sit a supplementary exam. Yes. Where then we're going to have to come up with an acronym for DOG. <laughs> exactly <laughs> isn't it lucky that there's only three letters in cat like if it was yeah. you know like, like echidna you know mm. you'd, you'd have your gee whiz it'd be a lot awful you would never remember it, it we're just lucky that we're just dealing with a three letter three letter word exactly if it was
2: like naked mole rats you'd just be like Nats. oh jupas you know we're struggling <laughs> all righty so you can check us out on uh, on the socials we're on uh we're on uh instagram we're on facebook uh robbie robbie's on cameo go there and cameo go, there we go yeah, go and request robbie to do uh to do a cameo for you Just and, and of, uh, promote anything that you anything at all
1: and if and if i can get it done for um in, in half the time it only costs you half as much as well so the, so
2: there you go very nice. nice. Yeah, well, if you want it fast you, there's two options fast or slow Robbie yeah <laughs> um and also two ve pets at gmail.com if you got a question you can certainly send us through um but uh we haven't got any questions this week how about yourself mate any questions all done mate all done all all,
1: all, all sorted i think it's time to uh time to, time to put a you know, land land this thing and we'll uh, we'll be back again next week same same pet time same pet channel.
0: Alrighty, guys. scratch you later. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com.